Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. We have something special for you today. Julie and I have been working on this for the last, I mean, really six months, yeah. <laughs> but mostly in the last three weeks. And what we're working on and what we've prepared for you are our predictions for the second half of 2023. Most of these, I think, will easily go into 2024 as well. Now, why is it that we're doing a mid-year predictions podcast? Well, guess what? <laughs> Everything has changed in the last six months. But we're going to be giving you what I think most of you will agree is very good news, reasons to be optimistic, reasons to be excited about the rest of this year, especially going into next year. So get ready. And if you are walking into this podcast and you know, you're not necessarily feeling optimistic or you're not necessarily thinking your best times of your real estate career are still ahead of you, well, I've got great news for you. They could be. Pay very close attention to these very well-researched points. And also I want to remind all of you, if you guys want to get a copy of our notes, especially the notes from today, just scroll down and you'll find them in the show description. Uh, if it's on YouTube or if it's on, uh, obviously, uh, iTunes or Spotify or anywhere else, the notes are sitting there waiting for you as we read them. Now, obviously, we embellish a lot on our notes during the podcast. And uh, remember also, while you're there, do join Premier Coaching. The link is in the show description below. It costs you nothing. So when you're feeling optimistic, realizing your best days in real estate are still ahead of you, very much so, you're then going to want to say, okay, well, how can I make the most of today's market? The answer is simple. Learn what this market demands. That's what Premier Coaching is all about. All right, Julie, we've got a lot of points to go through. Let's start with point number one. Yes, point number one is commissions will continue to go up, not down. And in fact, I just read a stat this morning. I hadn't had a chance to add it. According to NAR, the uh, average commission went up by about 0.3% year over year. So they are going up, not going down. And I would add to that, that I do see a lot of the builders have started to raise the average commission that they're paying out. That's definitely a sliding scale depending on the market and the inventory and the builder, but they are absolutely going up, not going down. Now, how many people out there think, agents in particular, think that uh, as an industry progresses, like, oh, it's like travel agency, the interest rates are the, or rather the... Commissions. commissions are the margins are going to just continue to uh, no it's not like that how many of you out there have realized that commissions actually increase when sellers become a little bit more careful in who they list with when the market becomes a little bit more challenging when the interest rates go up commissions increase not decrease they decrease when a seller is cocky when they know they don't have to be that careful who they list with when the agent who thinks that the only way they're going to get the listing is by overpricing it and under commissioning it that is what happens in a hot seller's market. That market for most of the country is certainly in the rearview mirror. And commissions are going up, uh, I think, in a meaningful way in markets where there's new construction. So keep your eyes open. We've talked yes. about that a lot on this podcast. It's all good news, guys. All right. Point number two is, and this is a big one. I have many examples from coaching clients and coaches about this. Buyers who remain in the market after the rates have gone up are more serious and more qualified with less competition from other buyers. They are, however, more educated and motivated enough to find inventory without you. 
So be careful that your buyers are not more aggressive than you are in finding their dream home. Again, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast, and you're going to find that your laziness is your biggest competitor in the marketplace. So make sure you are being very proactive. And Julie and I have written three or four podcasts in the past, I think, 60 days. Well, Monday's podcast was how to get five buyers or how to get your buyers in contract five different ways to get them in contract this week. So make sure you are doing those things. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Point number three, house flippers will go away. Their margins won't be great enough. As of this podcast, Redfin reports that 49% of investor buyers have already stopped buying. Uh, There's been a lot of reports also that the inventory that's being sold by investors, they are starting to lose money on those flips. Now, this is just our predictions. Not all of this is going to... If you're a flipper, you're thinking, oh my gosh, Tim, how's that good news? Well, maybe it's not. So, you know, take the good with the bad. Point number four, prediction number four. Low margin brokerages and teams will either right size or go out of business. This is one of the reasons that eXp is growing exponentially because the costs are less and the commissions are more. Now, see, there's that is actually very much in alignment with our first prediction about commissions increasing. Yes. But it's fascinating that the low margin brokerages, or let's just call them what they are, a lot of them are uh, essentially overpaying for leads. They are overpaying for referral fees. And a lot of them, in many cases, have too much fixed costs. Mm-hmm. Those guys, if they've not yet gone out of business are going to essentially have to make a decision about what their direction is going to be over the next six to 12 months. And we will continue. And it's obvious when you just look at the numbers. Yes, Julie and I are with the XP Royalty. It is one of the best business decisions we ever made. So let's get that out of the air. Somebody on Instagram the other day accused us of uh, joining a cult, you know, EXP Royalty, <laughs> okay. to which I thought, damn right, we joined a cult. It's, it's a good called, one. It's called the cult, the cult of smart. The cult of smart. Yeah. The smart cult. Yeah. So you two can join. EXP Realty is, uh, was built for a market like this, and you're going to see you know, exponential growth. A lot of you wonder what EXP stands for. It's called It's Exponential. So yeah, you're going to see exponential growth because of this market. It, EXP was started in, in 2008 during the last housing crash. This is not going to be a housing crash. I'm just giving you, you know, I'm framing it. It was started in times where the market was certainly in flux, like it is now in many markets. So eXp was designed for a market like this. Many brokerages and teams are not. Many of you, all of you, should be seriously considering upgrading your brokerage experience. One of the easiest ways for you to have a little, um, I think, an epiphany yourself is realize how much you're actually paying your broker. It is Very rarely does a day go by why I don't have two or three conversations with agents who are wanting to join eXp Realty where as soon as they do the math, and I help them do it on a call or a Zoom or whatever, and they see how much they actually are paying their broker, or maybe they're just deciding to join a broker. I had a call yesterday with a brand new agent. And um, Brad, if you're listening, I know you are. And he was talking about, well, he was going to join a local office. And you know he was looking at all their numbers and looking at all their splits and all the rest of it. And then he was comparing it to eXp. It was extraordinary how much difference it would have been had he chose to go the wrong way with the other broker versus with eXp in terms of the money in his actual pocket. Some of you have yet to realize that aside from your overspending on buying leads and branding, your single biggest expense probably is what you're paying your broker. Let's have the conversation about upgrading your brokerage experience to eXp. We made it very easy for you. Just text the letters eXp to 47372. Or just text me directly at 512-758-0206. And again, there is a link to check out a video, uh, or rather a website we made for you explaining why so many agents are joining with Julie and I at EXP uh, in the show description. So you can just click that link below. Or if you're ready to land the plane and you're looking for a very uh, you know, obvious sponsors that are going to be very proactive in your success, 
We're formally applying for the job of being your eXp Realty sponsors. 512-758-0206. Give me a text. Let's get the conversation started. Point number five. Point number five of our predictions. Due to higher interest rates, creative mortgages. Now, they're creative to you guys. They are historically not creative. I'll talk about that in a second. But creative mortgages will return as well as more government loans with looser standards. Rates will eventually settle into the mid-sixes, we think, by the end of the year in that range, and rate hikes will stop. We may even see them lower maybe by the end of the year instead of uh, raising the, the rate hikes. So well, the good thing yeah. is, is that peep the shock and awe uh, that we saw in yeah. the second half of 2022 when rates went from 4% to like... 7.1. Exactly. That was... Uh, radical. Radical. That had never happened, certainly in the 25 years Julie and I have been in the real estate business. Well, now that people have sort of settled into the fact that the rates aren't going to be going back down and the new rate is what the new rate is, and they're feeling comfortable, like a lot of buyers were taking themselves out of the market, even sellers, because they're saying, well, I'm going to see if rates are going to fall. You guys, if you've been in the market for more than 18 mm-hmm. months, you've been hearing that. Very frustrating, isn't it? Well, now they're settling into the realities that these are going to be the new rates. Mm-hmm. After the next few months, when rates don't meaningfully increase or decrease, you're going to see a stabilize. lot stabilize. And that's what this market is right now. It's a stabilization market. It's not about, oh my gosh, is there going to be a crash? Or, oh my gosh, is the market going to come roaring back? It's neither of those things. It's a stabilization market. That's the reason the market feels, frankly, so much calmer now. So much more, yeah. like, you know, less fear and loathing in the market. But we than needed that. I mean, if we're being honest, we, we all needed that for several years. And as radical as that uh, big rate increase was the last half of last year, I really feel now like that was a massive ripping off of the Band-Aid all at once. And getting into the rest of this year, I think it's a good thing. I you think mean you were, the, it, it was like it was compressed. You mean we needed it in the sense that get all the price, get all the interest rate shock out of the way. Yes. Over six months versus having to drag it over a series of years. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, now uh, during the time it was tough to go through, but now I think it's fine. Yeah, I agree with you. Had we done it over a series of years, that would have been way worse. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's get on with some of our predictions. Number six, the macro trends of people moving to the countryside and secondary markets will continue. Voluntary simplicity, that's a thing, look it up. And Starlink <laughs> are, of course, factors contributing to this. The secondary markets are that are still close to big cities will continue to be very popular and a good place to invest. And we watch that in many markets that we keep an eye on, and it's still fast and furious for those secondary markets. Vacation home markets are essentially the new boom markets, if there is such a thing in this market. So keep your eyes open to maybe it's time for you, the house on you know the Ozarks that you always wanted to have mm-hmm. on the lake that you're going to buy one day. Maybe it's time for you to move there now and realize that your, um, you know, frankly, the real estate market there is more robust and it's a 12-month market. It's changed from when you went there, say, 20 years ago, that kind of thing. That's right. All right. And if you're moving to the Ozarks, make sure you work with Larissa Burke, one of my coaching clients. Yeah. There you go. All right. Point number seven, appreciation slash inflation slash the growth rate of home prices, however you'd like to define that, will average out to about 5% in 2023. Remember that according to Case Schiller, between 2020 and 2022, the average home price in the United States grew by 45%. So 5% to some of you sounds really awful. I know, but keep it in perspective. It's still fantastic. You mentioned the Ozarks before I forget, Julie. Yes. Um, Chris McGee texted me yesterday mm-hmm. and they're about to start a, I think it was an 80 uh, home subdivision in the Lake of the Ozarks. Oh, cool. So, uh, and they don't have agents to uh, sit in the models and whatnot. Well, make sure we connect there. Yeah. So make sure after this podcast, okay, you remind you me it. to connect Larissa to Definitely. Chris. And Chris was literally driving uh, in his 
RV from California to the Ozarks when we were texting yesterday telling oh, you how excited awesome. he was to get the project started. Oh, yeah. We can make that connection. Yeah, there you okay. go. Okay. Another reason to be in coaching, guys. All right. No, another reason to be with Julie and I in coaching and also with our EXP group. Chris McKee, Chris McGee is with EXP Commercial, mm-hmm. and Larissa is with uh, EXP Residential, one of Julie's personal coaching clients. There you are. All right, prediction number eight, employers will have to allow for continued remote working in order to keep their best employees. This will continue to put stress on commercial real estate, driving up vacancy rates, especially in urban environments. Look for interesting conversions of those spaces, but it is good for residential. All right, number nine. We're going kind of fast here because there's a lot of predictions here. Well, they can scroll down and they can yeah, They can do that. They can get the That's notes. Right. So the notes are in the show description, so no worries. Good point. All right. Point number nine is for sale by owners will list more quickly with skilled realtors thanks to fewer qualified buyers. Their open houses are not as slammed as they used to be. And the complexity of the market. Remember, as rates go up, fewer buyers are qualified. Well, the big that's it right there. So there's in a certain price point, the seller of that FISBO is not going to find anybody who doesn't have some level of you know hairiness to their ability to obtain financing? They're going to have a house to sell. They're not necessarily going to you know maybe they're having a jankiness with the mortgage. And the, we teach you guys all the things to say when talking to the for sale by owner. But I'm going to tell you the experience that for sale by owners are having right now. The first calls they're getting are from the wholesalers, the investors, mm-hmm. the buy and flip types. They're looking for uh, the, the people with marginal credit. Who are or hoping lease to own something like that? Lease to own. Hopefully, the you know Mr. Seller will do a second mortgage for me. All those types of folks are coming out in the woodwork. Self-employed people are having a hard time getting mortgages right now, so they're calling for sale by owners and they're saying, "Well, Mr. For Sale by Owner, since you're doing something non-traditional, you're not listing with an agent. Maybe you'd be willing to do something creative with me as far as financing goes." This creates a whole bunch of, frankly, exposure to the seller as to what they don't know and why they do need you. So keep all these things in mind. That creates more opportunity for you because it makes the seller, uh, frankly, it makes it a hell of a lot harder for the seller to sell their home, let alone uh, have the confidence that once the house is in contract, if they were able to get that far, that it's actually going to close. Point number 10. Point number 10, I just thought this one was interesting. Some of the convenience companies that emerged during COVID won't be viable anymore due to higher gas and food prices. Box.com, one of my favorite companies, has already filed for bankruptcy, so they're gone. But some of those ones that were only thriving during COVID are starting to go away. Okay, point number 11, the quality of leads you've been buying, we know you do it, will continue to deteriorate and become an even worse investment. The cost will skyrocket even as the quality nosedives. Some agents will go not just out of the business as a result, but quit the business owing money on their credit cards thanks to their speculation on leads. We can talk about that forever endlessly, but at the end of the day, buying buyer leads in any market, let alone a market like this, is bonkers. Um, you know, again, I don't want to turn this podcast into why you shouldn't buy buyer leads. Just assume what I said is true. Don't buy buyer leads. Buyer leads are free if you have a listing and just do an open house. Even if it's not yours, you'll have to beat the buyers off the stick in most markets. Not yes. literally. We're not suggesting <laughs> no. you become an abusive agent. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to number 12. Agents and brokers who are unwilling to adjust to the new market requiring new skills will wash out of the business. This includes pricing skills, being able to compete for scarce listing inventory, and utilizing strategic prospecting to find the right homes for your qualified buyers. Listing presentations will become much more competitive as sellers become more careful and picky. It will become more and more a skills-based market and less relationship-oriented. Or I, let's see, let's just use, you're using relationship in air quotes, but really branding and yes. marketing. And Julie and I have been in this business for you know decades, and what we've realized and what we've seen 
the cycles and the cycles of people in the selling stuff to agents business, let's just call it that. So uh, in the vendor business, in the vendor space, the marketing, the branding, and the shiny objects companies, they only exist when it's a hot seller's market, when frankly, it does not require a lot of skill to sell something. Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, well, you know what? You might as well do this marketing, branding, do postcards, do it, and now social media and the rest of it. Those companies are a hot commodity because agents don't know, frankly, aren't educated enough to know that a lot of that stuff is just a gimmick at the end of the day. And it doesn't generate leads. That, oh, well, I just sold five houses. Well, you sold five houses because you got three of them from your church. You got two of them from your, you know, essentially your mom. You guys get it? Well, my marketing and branding, if I don't do it, people aren't going to want to do business with me. Yet all your transactions are not coming from your marketing and branding. So maybe put two and two together. Well, that is exactly what people do, uh, agents do in a market like this. They're a lot less speculative of what they're spending money on. And they realize that that stuff wasn't working in the first place, not working now. They stop doing it. Those companies get eviscerated. And then what happens is the agents that have actually taken the time to become skills-based know how to actually get uh, transactions done because they've earned the right to be of service to others. They've, you know, frankly, lived by the creed that they have to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do at the highest level. If they have, want to have ever-increasing levels of success in their business and personal lives, those are the agents that kick absolute ass in a market like this. I already see it happening. All right, point number 13. Agents must embrace more proactive lead generation and will be greatly rewarded for doing so. It is faster and more effective. You just alluded to that. The agents with pending transactions now found the business, played matchmaker, and created their transactions. They're not dependent just on the MLS. I want to take, for example, coaching client Gray in... Um, Ocean City, New Jersey. Okay, so he was driving through one of the neighborhoods that he works, and he has the thought, I need to call that person whose house I sold them a few years ago. Uh, that's a part of his homework, talking to his past client center of influence. Had the conversation, and as it turns out, they are actually ready to sell. When he went to that listing uh, appointment, he makes it a point to always ask them whether, this is brilliant, I love that he does this. He asked that seller prospect, do your neighbors know that you're listing yet? What do they think about that? Are they thinking about selling too, perhaps? We need to know who else in the neighborhood is perhaps thinking about listing. Guess what the seller said? As a matter of fact, my neighbor is thinking about selling. Gray goes over and talks to them. They're probably three or four months out, which is also good because it won't be competing to the next door, but he is being proactive. So he went thinking he was going on one listing appointment, which he did. He also went on a pre-listing appointment right next door, and one thing led to the next. He how told me about four or five of those types of situations well, that he's got how, in the pipeline. This is how business is being done now. And how many uh, agents listening right now in their heads are actually saying to themselves, well, wouldn't that seller whose house I'm listing just tell me about their neighbor who's thinking about selling? No, you have to ask. And he was only there in the first place because he picked up the phone and called them. So none of what I just rattled off, did he buy? None of that. In none of words, it has referral fees either. None, none of it has referral fees. He didn't buy it with a bunch of Mickey Mouse anything. That is just having direct conversations. The people that are winning now are the agents that are willing to have and have a lot of direct conversations. It really does just come down to, uh, to numbers, knowing what to say, knowing how to say it, and getting it out of your own way. Real estate is the most simple, elegant, most beautiful industry on planet Earth. We love it. Many of you are as equally in love with it as uh, much as we are, and many of you are learning to be. You are blessed to be in real estate at this time because you don't have to lean into a billion years worth of social media. How about this? The agents who have been doing direct mail into these different communities forever, and there are still some agents that are quite effective at that. 
Well, they maybe even are the dominant listing agents. If those listings in those markets start expiring, all of their years of direct mail postcards are going to be wiped out because all the potential future sellers are going to see that Mary, who was the queen of our neighborhood, who's been doing direct mail and selling all the listings for the last 15 years, well, I see her listings now aren't selling. I see her listings are they're expiring. That leaves the door open for a new, even a brand new agent to sneak in there, start picking up those expired listings if you know, frankly, had the skills to do it and it's not that difficult and you will very quickly become the dominant listing agent. Julie and I did that when we started selling real estate and that's how one of the ways we sold over 100 homes our first year in the business. We've taught at this point hundreds of thousands of other agents to also see the potential advantage that they have in their marketplace. So that is another huge prediction. The uh, sort of existing agent aristocracy across the yeah. country, the big dominant agents, if they're not willing to adjust to what this market has to offer, they will very quickly, and this happens every single time we're in a market like this, the agents that were the top agents in the marketplace going in to the housing, let's just say, reset are not, are very rarely the same ones true. that are in that same position going out. Some of them will actually retire because yeah. of it. Exactly. And as the market starts to recover, you're going to see, and it's not just younger people. It could just be, you know, it, it, there's no, that's another thing that's nice about real estate is there's no age requirement. It doesn't work against you if you're old or if you're young or if you're, you know, any of these things. Nope. So someone could get into the business that was a retired school teacher. And I mean, Julie and I are loving this show, this series <laughs> on Netflix. It's a real estate show. In, Le Agency. Le Agency. Over on in, Netflix. In Netflix. Yeah, over in France. I, I love if you guys, that show. I don't know if you guys are watching that. But the gal is like this dominant agent with her family of four boys and her husband in Paris. Incredible listings. Oh, yeah, which we love watching. And guess what? She used to be a retired school teacher. After and, 30 years teaching, and now she's doing this. And so she went to a obviously ridiculously competitive real estate market in you know one of the most expensive places on planet Earth. Having been a school teacher, how did she get her business? Obviously, centers of influence and past clients. But she was sneaking in where the other agents yep. who were very well established in those marketplaces when they weren't pricing their properties correctly. And it's difficult for an agent who's been riding the wave of a hot seller's market for so mm -hmm. long. Let's say, for example, you know, you're Betty and you've been selling. And let's say this is the fourth house you sold for this family. You've gotten to be really close with these people. You celebrate the holidays with them. You're friends with them. Well, now, unfortunately, the last house you sold them has lost value or it's not worth what they, the, you know, they put a whole bunch of money into it and they're overinvested in it. In other words, you've got no good news to tell them. Probably, if you've not yet learned the skills to have conversations with sellers where you're not just constantly saying, congratulations, you won the real estate lottery, right? You're not going to keep that listing because you're not going to price it correctly. You're not going to get the price, the house repositioned in the market to correctly reflect the buyer's expectations. You're going to lose that listing. She, she's going to lose the listing. That's an opportunity for you to go in there and take that listing. That is the reason why the single best opportunity in many marketplaces is definitely pursuing expired listings. 100%. Okay, next, we have two more. 14, agents will have to be much more exact on their pricing strategies, almost like you were thinking that, or wind up with an expired listing or be fired before it expires. This is why we have many dedicated podcasts to your pursuit of expireds. If you're not sure how to get expired information, all you have to do is text the word RED to 47372 to get your discount at Red X. Red X will give you all the phone numbers they're going to do the research for you so that you don't have to do the forensics when you decide to take expired seriously. You know what I'll even do is in the show notes, I'll just put a direct link if they don't want to text. Cool. So they can just click over to the website. Yeah. And so when you do, like the next natural thing you guys are going to think, well, 
Expired listings, Tim and Julie talk about it all the time. I conceptually understand why it is the single best opportunity in real estate. I want to move forward with it. So you're going to join Premier Coaching, right? That's done. Now you're going to have the epiphany. How am I going to go about getting this content, the phone numbers, the lists of the expireds, all the rest of that? That's what Red X does for you. So I am going to put a, a link in the show description. Just scroll down and you can just click that link and it'll get you started and it saves you 150 bucks. All right. Now, number 15 is not a prediction, but it is a fact. No one cares more about your success in real estate than we do. Our coaching, our Harris Certified Coaches, we have coaching sessions every single day with Harris Certified Coaches, which by the way, all of them are not just actively licensed, but are actively selling. They're experiencing the same things that you are day in and day out. And they are there to answer your questions, to educate you, motivate you, and get you into action. Now, here's the thing I want you guys to take away. The summary of today's show. You should be incredibly optimistic about the rest of this year into next year. Now, normally what I'm about to say, I don't say until really the end of October. And here's what I normally will say in the end of October. I will say that your new year has already started. October 31st is officially your January 1st of the following year. But I'm not saying that this year. Julie and I have decided that today is officially January 1st of 2024. What does that mean? You need to start realizing that the conversations that you're going to be having today are going to result in you getting paychecks in six months. That what is, Why is that? Because the cycle between conversation and closing has been, in many markets, it's no longer a series of weeks. It's now measured in a series of months. So you have to start thinking bigger. You don't want to be building momentum uh, at the start of the year, you want to have momentum going into the year. What type of momentum? Listings, active listings, buyers that are, you know, the right types of buyers checking all the boxes that will buy when they find the right property, ideally with homes to sell. You have to start thinking into the future. The actions you take now, the mindset you have is going to pay you like you cannot possibly imagine because of this market. And, you know, you don't have any excuses not to do this work. You don't have any excuses not to be successful. A market like this levels the playing field. The seasoned, grizzled, you know, aristocracy agents, they are on their knees or on their heels at the very least, okay? Every single new agent is going to be valued the same in many markets as an agent that's been in the market that's seasoned in, you know, been, why? Because that agent that's been in the market who's only been selling in the previous market that no longer exists they're as bad an inexperience as that new agent. You guys True. see how the level, the playing field has been leveled? Do not look for any reasons not to be incredibly, wildly optimistic about your future because you are smart enough to choose to get into real estate. So congratulations for that. Now, don't slow down. Don't lose momentum. If you don't have momentum, build momentum. We've given you lots of ideas and lots of reasons why. That's right. Get to work. It's okay if you hit the hard reset button like Tim just allowed you to do. This is the beginning of the rest of not just this year, but your trajectory into next year. So let's buckle down and get to work. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.